Hello and welcome to Amanda's Wellbeing Podcast, a podcast where we discuss all things relating to your well-being, including interviews with experts in the fields of nutrition, physical and mental health, and my five-minute food facts series. I'm Amanda Hayes, your host, a nutritionist with a passion for well-being. Before I introduce today's guests, I will take a moment to let you know that you can subscribe to my podcast on YouTube, hit the red subscribe button, or on your favourite podcast app, iTunes, Stitcher, Spreaker, Spotify, or Google Podcasts. I will also mention that although I'll often be speaking with experts, any information or advice provided in Amanda's Wellbeing Podcast is not intended to be used to treat, cure, or prevent injuries, disease, or medical conditions, and is not a substitute for advice from your own health professionals. Today I am here with my dentist, George Forrest, to discuss oral health. So good oral health is fundamental to overall health and well-being, and we'll discover why as my conversation with George progresses. Two of the most common oral diseases are tooth decay, referred to as caries, and periodontal disease, which is gum disease. Did you know that around 4 in 10 children, aged between 5 and 10, in Australia that is, have had dental caries in their baby teeth? And that proportion is unfortunately 1.5 times higher for Indigenous children. In other words, 60% of Indigenous children have experienced dental caries. It's also higher for kids from low-income households, and it's also higher for kids in remote and very remote areas. So today we'll look at oral health in more depth, including the impacts of poor oral health and how to ensure that you can look after your teeth and gums. Hi George, thanks for joining me today. Thanks for having me, it's exciting. So I'd like to focus on oral health, but before we dive into that, George, can you tell us about your pathway to becoming a dentist? Absolutely, so I've, I've been a dentist for 10 years, um, and it was something that I was always aware of growing up and through school. Um, Dad's a dentist, and it was something that I'd aimed at through the later part of my schooling and uh, yeah I've always watched dad um, enjoy his work mm-hmm. and I think you know that's always seemed appealing. Okay so you knew you more or less yeah. floundering more. around like many uh, school leavers. With well no yeah to a point more <laughs> yeah. or less yep. yeah. And so where did you study? So Adelaide so yeah five-year degree okay. in Adelaide. Five years yes. Yep. And um, now that you're obviously working and have been for a while, what are some of the things you like most about your job? What what appeals to me now is the um, day-to-day interactions with people. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, it's, it's varied and hands-on, um, but it's also changing. There's lots of uh, updates, materials and technologies yep. which keep it interesting. And, yeah, oh, that's good. Yeah, ever-changing. And what would you say are some of the most challenging things about being a dentist? There are a few. Uh, yeah. The Probably the most challenging thing, I think, is is dealing with people who are often uh, have places they'd rather be. Oh, um, really? To yeah. put it lightly. Yeah. Uh, and so managing emotions and expectations associated with that. Um, but I've been very lucky in that I've got a very good mentor, a role model in dad who's yeah. um, very good at this and he's an exceptional uh, dentist and I've inherited a lot of patients from him that have been turned around from previous bad experiences and 
have since had long and um, you know, happy relationship oh, with his great. as a dentist. So. Yeah, because some people do get nervous about going yeah, to the dentist definitely. and they, yep. they, they're worried that it's going to hurt and all of those things. Yeah, and it's understandable, you know, yeah. it's you're, it's out of your control, um, you know, it's not a, a particularly comfortable thing. Um, and so that's always something that's in the back of my mind that um, really trying to make an experience for someone um, better than anticipated and, you yeah. know, really striving to um, improve on what people expect. Which Well, is... I've certainly experienced that with you, George. I, the dentist I used to see in Hong Kong, I used to have white knuckles by the end yeah. of it because he was quite rough. <laughs> it was always yeah. painful. Yeah. Um, but, you know, it's a necessary part of life. Yeah, it is, it is. So according to the um, Australian Institute of Health and Welfare, a good oral health is fundamental to overall health and well-being. Yes. So I'd really like to look at that. And I thought we'd start with looking at what poor oral health is because that will paint a picture then of why it is important to look after your teeth and your gums. So perhaps you could just tell us what is poor oral health and what forms can it take, for example, tooth decay? Sure. Um, so poor oral health or... Um, disease would be the presence of any um, disease like uh, caries or dental decay, gum disease, mm-hmm. or anything that uh, negatively impacts your ability to bite, chew, speak, um, or psychologically function well. Mm-hmm. And what are some of the causes? The major major one really is, um, well, it's, it's mostly stems from bacteria. So plaque is basically a collection of bacteria, lots of different types of bacteria that stick to the tooth surface. Mm-hmm. Um, and they metabolize dietary carbohydrates. So the more refined sugar is able to be metabolized easily. And then these produce uh, acid as a byproduct byproduct of this metabolism and it's the acid that then is able to demineralize or break down the tooth structure and that's how decay forms okay Um, it was thought that it was one particular type of bacteria streptococcus mucans which was the main one Mm -hmm. Um, but it's since been shown that it's it's lots and lots of different types of bacteria that all um, combine to form this plaque so it's not just one bacteria that's really the issue and they're all present in healthy mouths yeah okay but in disproportionate numbers in disease so okay um so there's there's you know uh, thoughts about a, a vaccine that would stop caries or, or decay or you know why can't we just treat this one bacteria that would stop it but it's a it's a multitude of yeah, them that are all working complex. together a bit more complicated so you mentioned refined sugars so what are the worst foods then for your teeth Anything really with that that available sugar for the yeah. bacteria to metabolize. So mm-hmm. that's the acid produced is just a byproduct of them getting by. Mm-hmm. Um, and the more easily they're able to metabolize that sugar, um, then the more they proliferate, the more acid they produce and the yeah. more damage that does. And then so gum disease is a result of the toxins that these bacteria produce. Mm-hmm. And that causes inflammation in the in the tissues or the gums around the teeth, and then um, the result of that is is gingivitis or gum inflammation. Mm-hmm. And then if that's left unchecked or untreated, then the bone underneath becomes inflamed. Oh dear! And its response is to then shrink away from that area of inflammation. So over time, you do lose bone um, cumulatively. So really, the idea of um, cleaning your teeth yeah. is to mechanically scrub away the the plaque or the bacteria that sticks to your teeth 
um, with the bristles of your toothbrush. And also the idea with floss is to then scrape the areas in between your teeth that the uh, brush can't reach, Mm -hmm. wipe away the bacteria that then start to build up again almost straight away. Um, So you're reducing the amount of bacteria present that can't uh, metabolize the carbohydrates that are in your mouth and less acid, less toxins and a, a healthier mouth. So if someone didn't treat gum disease and the bone was inflamed and shrinking away, would their yes. teeth would their teeth fall out? Yeah, eventually. They sort of lose yeah. their anchor. Yep. So for yeah, exactly want of a right. better yeah, word, yeah. yeah. Yep. Yep. And I th- we've sort of touched on it a bit, but can we talk about what the consequences of poor oral health are? Not just disease, but you know. Um, does it affect people socially as well, for example? Yeah, yep. Um, so there's a big psychological impact as well. Um, and a few, gen- I mean, two to three generations ago, people were having all their teeth pulled out as wedding presents yeah. or 21st presents yeah, and 21st, dentures made, I've, you think. I've heard of that. Yeah, you think, imagine Ouch. what that would do to your you know, self-confidence as yeah. a 21-year-old to have all your teeth whipped out just in case <laughs> they cause any problems. Yeah. Um, so I think that's a, that's a major thing, but also just day to day functioning is is sort of the obvious one. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it does does run deeper than that as well. With I confidence. guess it can affect obviously your ability to chew. Yes. And also possibly to speak, speak as well. Definitely. Mm. Yep. And then even you know, if we do lose teeth, then things like dentures, even the best made denture in the world, is never going to be as good as your natural teeth to function on. Yeah. And so then function becomes compromised, and yeah, it, it um, you start to lose that that feeling of health and yeah. um, ability. Um, one thing I've always wondered about, but it's not a nice topic. If someone has um, gum disease or tooth decay, do they have bad breath? Yeah, often. So yeah. A, a lot of the time bad breath is caused by those bacteria and, and the older mature bacteria that are able to hang around for a few days um, without being cleaned away either by brushing or, or mm-hmm. flossing. Um, it can definitely give off, yeah, give off bad breath. Oh dear, and poor so, you. <laughs> yeah, well, it's one of those things. But, uh, the, Occupational hazard. Yeah, with, uh, you know, with uh, people that don't floss, I think if you if you're not sure whether you should floss or not, I think if you just give the floss a bit of a whiff, if you haven't done it for a few <laughs> days, that's a pretty good incentive to keep going. So, <laughs> okay. But there are there are certain bacteria that do uh, produce bad odors more than others and you know in certain situations that's the cause but more than likely it is just a build-up of um, plaque getting left right. behind somewhere yeah fair enough yep. i read as well that um some groups suffer disproportionately from um oral disease like for example the indigenous population yes and um lower income households and so yeah. what do you think are some of the reasons for that there's a few main ones, but broadly, um, well, the, the way we measure that is is decayed, missing, or filled teeth. So the mm-hmm. amount of teeth that have either got decay present that are either missing or have fillings in them, and statistically that increases um, as the total household income decreases. So lower total household incomes tend to have more decayed, mm-hmm. missing, or filled teeth. Um, and other groups that are at disadvantage are, are the same, uh, refugees, uh, the homeless, um, yeah. people from different backgrounds that have difficulty accessing dental care. Yeah, so access is... Access is a major one, So and, and rural cost. Australians, yep, definitely cost. Yeah. Yep. Um, rural people in regional areas, yeah. so yeah, um, as 
remoteness increases, oral health generally decreases. Right. So, so the, the main reasons are that it is just trickier to access care. Yeah, um, to so get there. people are less likely to have uh, preventative work done. Um, the lack of fluoride in regional water supplies mm-hmm. can be a big one. Um, but it is also that the really the, the difficulty in frequently accessing uh, the care needed and the increased cost in uh, getting there to have it done. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Okay. I wonder what can be done about that. Yeah, yeah it's a big one. Yeah. I mean, it's the same with medical care. Yeah. Yep. Mm. Yeah. Access is a yeah tricky one to no, overcome. Because Australia is such a massive place, isn't it? Yep. yep. <laughs> People can live a long way from those services. Yeah, definitely. Mm. So then I wanted to have a, a chat about the life cycle of teeth. So we all know that we're born with no visible teeth yep. and then we grow baby teeth and they fall out. We have our permanent adult teeth that come in and then the wisdom teeth come in and join the party yes so what i was wondering about is if someone doesn't look after their baby teeth and they have some kind of or perhaps decay or maybe not gum disease but decay um and then their adult teeth come in do they get a second chance or is the damage done no more or less yes so um statistically decay in baby teeth is more likely to lead to decay in adult teeth yeah that makes sense but it's not a pre you're not predisposed to it so yeah um it it generally especially with baby teeth diet seems to be more important than oral hygiene so Mm -hmm. yeah as a a young kid or an early teens you're not necessarily expecting that someone's oral hygiene their brushing and flossing is going to be good as good as it will be later yeah um, but it seems that if you really minimise the frequency of contact with sugar, that seems to be the main oh, um, main help. So it's not yeah. so much the amount as the frequency or right. the amount of time that it's in contact with those uh, the bacteria in the plaque. So snacking all day or drinking yeah, exactly. juice all day is a bad idea. Yep, yep. Yeah. Or um, you know going to bed with a, a bottle where it can just sit oh, around yeah, the I've teeth, those that. sort of things. Mm. Um, but it is yeah that that timing or exposure that seems to do the damage rather than ability to brush because it's a you know it's a battle for everyone trying to get yeah. little kids to oh brush it sure their teeth. is There's isn't no it magic, no magic answer to that <laughs> even not from you no, no, no. yeah it yep. is hard it is hard the other thing we know about oral health is that it deteriorates with age so children between 6 and 14 have an average of um, 0.5 decayed missing or filled teeth uh, people from 35 to 54 have an average of 14.4 of those teeth and over 75 have an average of 24.3. So it does go up quite significantly. Why is that? With that measure of teeth that have either had decay or are missing or are filled, it's really the uh, exposure with time or the cumulative damage that's caused. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, we're, it's a lot more conservative now than it used to be with um, materials that are much better and enabling us to be more conservative. But it used to be that you know, teeth were filled with amalgams and then uh, with time, a bit of tooth might break away and the amalgam gets bigger and okay. then yeah, eventually bigger and bigger and then a tooth might split and need to come out. So, over the course of a lifetime of a tooth, um, that can lead it to either becoming decayed, uh, being filled, or eventually 
yeah. splitting or breaking and needing to come out and Do then they being missing. Do they essentially just get worn out or worn down? Yeah, they can, yeah. yeah. And everyone's different. Some people are harder on their teeth than others. Yeah. Um, but also that, you know, people are living much longer now and oh, that's often true. Yeah, outliving their teeth to some degree. Outliving um, their teeth. Yeah, or their ability to look after them, <laughs> yeah. you know, effectively. But, yeah, um, yeah they, they can last beautifully well. And again, it seems to be diet that's the the main thing to keep them going well, and um, you know, a, a cumulative lifetime of looking after them rather than trying to make amends because then often those teeth that have had fillings in them then are more prone to breakage yeah, and bigger fillings. And, and yeah, exactly. Yeah. So it, it's sort of a bit of a cumulative wear and tear over mm. time. Speaking of um, aging teeth, when I was at uni, I worked at a nursing home in the kitchen, but I yep. had two quite odd add-ons to my job and that involved putting two women to bed and one of them was named Adelaide and part of my job was I had to pop out her dentures, oh, lovely. Yep. <laughs> give them oh. a scrub and yep. pop them back in because she yep. liked to sleep with them in. Some people had them in a glass bar yeah. beside their bed. So that, I thought, oh, I thought that was quite yeah. funny, to yeah. be honest. Oh. <laughs> she was such a sweet lady, I didn't mind. <laughs> yeah, no, it's not the, not the, uh, not the nicest jobs cleaning. Well, it was kind of weird because I was working in the kitchen. But <laughs> anyway, there you go. <laughs> um, what about wisdom teeth? So can you tell me a bit about them? What yeah. are they and when do they come through? So wisdom teeth are your third molars. So you've got first molars, which are six-year-old molars. They come through at about six years old. The second molars, which are 12-year-old molars, which come through at 12. And then wisdom teeth are really variable. So basically, evolutionary-wise, we're much more uh, petite and delicate in our jaws than we were. So often there's not enough room in the jaw for this third okay. set of teeth to come through. And they're also really frequently just missing. They just don't form at all. And so if they do form and are able to come through, usually it'll be anywhere from sort of 18 to 30 years old. Girls are usually a bit uh, earlier than guys. Um, and if there's enough room and they come through, great. They're an extra mm -hmm. set of molars. But if they come through and get stuck or impacted then that's when we'll have to do something about them, take them out because either the the tooth, the wisdom tooth is more prone to decay or it can damage the teeth around it. And so if right. it's a tooth that's stuck half in, half out, that's not going to ever do you any favours, it's better out than in so it doesn't damage yeah. other teeth around it. But if they stay below the gum, they can stay there. There's okay. no, no need to go chase them. If they're sort of stuck there, yep. um, do, do they hurt? Do they... The gum can, yeah, yeah. not okay. not as in a typical toothache, but the okay. gum can get inflamed and and puffy and sore and swollen. Right. So that's one of the reasons. Then yeah. That so come if that's out. an ongoing thing, then they're yeah, better out than yeah. in. I wonder if we'll evolve away from having them. <laughs> Who knows? Maybe. Yeah. Who look, knows? eventually it makes sense, but yeah, yeah. It might be a, might be a Millions while still. But yeah, I don't think <laughs> yeah. we'll see. There'll we, be we a few more taken out between now and then. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Um, so we've had a look at some of the. Um, oral health issues and poor oral health so now let's talk about good oral health sure, good. because that's really important yep. um and obviously you're an expert george so I, th I think first of all we might talk about your own oral hygiene practice so what does that look like can you put <laughs> or the, the ideal one put me under the microscope <laughs> yes um well look as as i said before it's really just about mechanically cleaning away that plaque so um whether it's with an electric toothbrush or a manual toothbrush, there's no real difference in, 
whether you use a manual toothbrush oh, right. thoroughly, then that that's, that's really questions. adequate. Mm. Yeah. Um, but an electric toothbrush is great because it makes it easier to do a good job than yeah. with a manual one. Um, but if you're using a manual one diligently, there's absolutely nothing wrong with that. But for a lot of people, the electric one just gives it a bit of a bit of an edge. Mm-hmm. Um, and so twice daily brushing is important, um, morning and night. Yeah. Um, and really flossing or little interdental cleaning brushes, oh, which yeah. are like little bottle brushes. They basically do the same job as floss in that they poke between the teeth and just wipe away any plaque that's on the sides of your teeth that, again, the toothbrush can't get to. And twice a day with that is is superhuman. Once a day is pretty good. Okay. Yep. Um, And then as far as anything else, there's mouth rinses, which are, I think, a matter of preference. Um they're no competition for that mechanical right. scraping away of the plaque, um, even though they're advertised beautifully. Yeah, yeah. Um, I personally don't like them much, so nah, I actually don't a, use them. Yeah, but... look, I'd say it's a preference. If you like them, yeah, great. If not, yeah. don't worry about it. But there's there's certain antibacterial mouth rinses that are good short term, but there's none that are strong enough or effective enough to be an uh, alternative to brushing really as a a long-term thing. Mm -hmm. But the one thing to be careful with with mouth rinses is is often the alcohol content in them is very high. Oh, is that right? Yeah, so a normal sort of um, Listerine or uh, one like that, often the alcohol is 20% of it. So the alcohol is used as a preservative and there are links between mouth cancer and um, alcohol, oral alcohol. Right. So oh. if you are going to use a mouth rinse, then a zero alcohol or a low alcohol one's the way to go. So does that mean we can buy alcohol in the supermarket? You can. Yeah, you might not <laughs> oh. want to drink it, but you can get it. Yeah. 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 And what about toothpaste? Is uh, some better than others? I assume they might be. Uh, the, again, there's pretty good advertising for much the same, but really yeah. as long as it's got fluoride in it, yeah. um, then anything else is a, a matter of preference. Um, but certainly having that fluoride where you've got a a continual low dose exposure to it so morning and night um seems to be really beneficial because the fluoride actually gets incorporated into the tooth into the enamel and it makes it harder than it would otherwise be oh, so, I see. so that's the benefit of fluoride and, and likewise having it in drinking water that constant low dose exposure mm. to it um is is really beneficial in making the enamel more uh, resistant to okay. that acid attack than it would otherwise be um, and strengthening it and also being able to reverse early signs of damage or early stages of damage. Right. Do we have fluoride in our na- in our enamel anyway and we're just topping it up? Or we- no, it's right. so fluoride's naturally... Uh, so there's, there's small amounts, but it's a naturally occurring thing. So food and, and um, groundwater basically has fluoride in right. it, but it's been added to the um, mains water supply since the late 60s, early mm. 70s, um, and it is a very good preventative healthcare thing that's uh, saved a lot of teeth because yeah. it oh, does, that's interesting. does mm. then make the enamel stronger than it would otherwise be. Okay. Mm. And what about in terms of um, good foods for your teeth? Are there some that – we talked about what can damage your teeth. Are there some that can promote the health of your teeth? Yeah, look, I mean, without sounding negative, I think it is mainly avoiding bad things that tends to do – you know, that's more beneficial than um, zeroing in on good things. But yeah. certainly good things are, you know, dairy um, is good. 
um, really whole food sort of eating yeah. with less refined sugar and um, less available sort of um, carbohydrates like that. So food that would otherwise be good for your diet anyway. Exactly. Good for your general yep. health. Yeah, if it's good yeah. for you, it's probably good for good your teeth. Good for your teeth. Yep. What about alcohol? Because that has sugar in it, doesn't it? Does, it does, yeah, yeah. yeah. And the other thing is it can be quite acidic. So right. um, whether or not anything's got sugar in it, if there's acid in a, a drink, so soft drinks like a, a diet soft drink that might not have any sugar but can still be acidic, oh, okay. will wear the enamel away. So it basically just does dissolve uh, the enamel or the minerals in the enamel. And so likewise, um, wine can do that as well. But short sort of exposure to it, you know, having a glass or two or 10 or whatever mm. is less damaging than, again, frequently sipping on it so yeah yeah alcohol is probably less of an issue than say sitting at your desk with a single can of um coke Coke or diet coke that it takes you a day to get through because again you know if you're having one sip every half an hour it's just constantly eating away at the enamel and it doesn't give your saliva that ability to come back and and remineralize it and reverse that so that's what saliva does it does yeah yeah so there's that old extra ad where after chewing you know it goes back above the line (laughs) and it's it's true that if you was to sit down and drink a whole can of Coke, that's far less uh, damaging to your teeth than sipping away at yeah. it over a day because it just keeps that. Uh, yeah, well, that's good. Keeps advice. that acid challenge yeah. on your teeth. Yeah. So skull your Coke, everyone. Get it down. Yeah, if you're <laughs> going to at all, get, yeah, get exactly. it down quickly and then rinse your mouth afterwards. I've also heard that uh, in running and cycling circles, we um, use those gels a lot, and yes. they're quite sweet. Yeah. Yeah. And and they're a bit sticky, so they yeah, they probably stay hang in your around. Mouth. Yeah. They're probably not very good for you, but I guess you. Um, hopefully come I home think, and clean yeah, your teeth yeah or yeah. if it's a means to an end to allow yeah. you to run like that i think go for it but um sports drinks so um you know power aids and gatorades again mm. are sugary but also acidic too right. so yeah um, they're, they're one to watch out they've for. done some tricky marketing too they're sort of made to look like they're almost healthy but they're not yeah, really <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know. oh only in very specific circumstances are they actually a good choice yeah yeah, anyway. yeah and again you know as as athletes if you're just sipping it over a long period of time yeah. then that'll um have a chance to do more damage yeah. than just knocking it back yeah and in terms of brushing your teeth how long do you think is the best two minutes is the magic number okay yep so about four seconds of tooth so okay um you're really looking at cleaning each surface so the outside the top and the inside and not so much just you know brushing your teeth to get it done but actually making sure that you're not leaving any areas where plaque can build up that can then damage your teeth or sit there for a few days and go smelly and cause bad yeah. breath you really want to get to every surface and and brush away the so the two minutes everybody two that's minutes. what we should aim yep, for that's what we like you need see. a little one of those um little egg timers egg timer, don't yeah, you? Yep. yeah or electric brushes now a, a lot of them will they do don't buzz they? or vibrate every yes. 30 seconds so you know it's time to move on to the next little bit um, Do you think for kids that they're it's better to have an electric toothbrush? I think so. Because yeah, they're probably their dexterity is not quite as definitely. good as well. Definitely, yeah. also the novelty value of yeah. having something makes it a bit more appealing. But to have something that will buzz or play a song once two minutes is up is a good incentive as well. Yeah. Okay. Well, yeah. I think um, that that ship sailed in my family. Yep. <laughs> my kids never had them. Um, and then, well, that brings me to my final question. So if you could recommend two things that all people could do to improve their well-being, 
What would they be? Doesn't have to be related to your oral health. It can be anything. Yeah. So. Okay. Well, uh, dentally, really, um, I think minimising the the frequency of contact with sugar rather mm-hmm. than the amount is the main one. Mm-hmm. And uh, secondly, getting away from soft drinks and uh, yeah, so, you know, water or or even soda water is is a, a much better way to go. Yeah, I think I can't think of any positive. Um, health benefits of soft drink really no (laughs) so and that's just another reason not to drink it because it's bad for your teeth yeah exactly and the and the rest of you but yeah Yeah. otherwise personally breathe deep and keep smiling yeah keep smiling yep that's good well you help everyone smile george because you fix their teeth (laughs) (laughs) thanks so much for joining me today george oh it's been my pleasure thanks for having me i'll see you soon yep we'll be there And that was Dr. George Forrest of Forrest Dental. And I can promise you that I have never had white knuckles when I visited George. He's very gentle. And if you live in Adelaide, you might be interested to know about his practice. So I will put a link in the show notes. Thank you for listening today. You can subscribe to Amanda's Wellbeing Podcast on YouTube. Hit the subscribe button. And while you're there, click on the bell to be alerted when new episodes are available. You can also subscribe on your favorite podcast app, iTunes, Stitcher, Spreaker, Spotify, or Google Podcasts. And you can follow the podcast on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Direct links to all social media can be found on the subscribe page of my website at www.amandaswellbeingpodcast.com. If you would like to contact me, you can send me a message via the contacts page on my website please feel free to suggest topics you'd like to learn more about and people you'd like to hear interviewed and I'll do my best to deliver that to you. Producing the podcast is a labour of love. We put in a lot of time, money and effort behind the scenes. So if you enjoy Amanda's Wellbeing Podcast and would like to make a contribution via Patreon, PayPal or by Amazon to help ensure we continue to provide you with excellent content, please visit the contribute page on my website. Finally, please take a minute to leave a rating on iTunes. It improves visibility and will help me source excellent guests. Thank you for tuning in. Eat well, move well, think well.